0: Yo yo yo! Just chats. Um, back with another episode. Another massive name that I've wanted to get on for quite some time now. Um, interviewee, would you like to uh, introduce yourself, please?
1: I would. Hi guys. Thank you for having me, Mo. Um, was super excited to hear when you were doing a podcast. So my name is Lisa. Uh, I work with Mo now. Um, have done before, and I am again now. So I own. F forty five Mount Gambier and F forty five in Renmark.
0: All right, and um, tell us a bit about yourself. We'll go. We'll take. We'll go down memory lane. Um, sure. Tell us about your um, your schooling and and did you enjoy primary school? Tell us about high school. Did you enjoy high school? Let's let's go down that avenue.
1: Right back. So I'm not from the Limestone Coast. I am from the Adelaide Hills. Um, grew up in a little town called Nan, which, uh, is where my dad still lives. So I, uh, often find myself back there. Um, and that's where I went to primary school. Um, I, I have always loved, I did love school. Um, I think it was more just the social aspect for me though. Mm -hmm. Um, because I actually went to two different primary schools, three different high schools. Okay. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I think I just changed because I liked meeting new people, and my friends are at different schools. And um, yeah, I, I I know that it's not like that for a lot of people. I think they don't like a lot of change, but yep. I think you'll find a lot in this talk. Um, yeah, I'm someone who loves being on the go and on the move.
0: <laughs> so academically, were you were you a were you good, or were you just like putting along, or
1: I. Um, I tried, but I just think I was there cause I genuinely loved it. So, um, through primary school I was fine. I wasn't completely excelling at anything, but I wasn't bad at anything. Yep. Um, and then throughout high school, I wasn't in like the higher math class or the higher English class or anything like that. And I think it's probably because I didn't apply myself as well. Yeah. Um, maybe if I had applied myself a little bit more, but um, yeah, look, I've, I finished year 12. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't finish with flying colors. I think, um, I, I didn't enjoy the school system in that last year in terms of the subjects you had to pick because you had to sort of know what you wanted to do. And, um, I really didn't know. And that I think let me down a little bit. Um, so yeah, I finished and I passed, but look, I think I just, yeah, I went through enjoying it with the social side. Um, I guess a really good example is, I got voted onto SRC, like Student Rep Council. I think it stands for. Yep. Because everyone liked me, and I really then didn't do very well <laughs> <laughs> doing the job. <laughs> yeah. Good. Of the organising and stuff like that. So, but everyone just wanted me in because I had good ideas and it was fun. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah. <laughs> what? Were you, what subjects were you like? Did you enjoy doing? Was there anything you liked, or you didn't really care?
1: PE. You yep. could probably guess. It makes yep. sense. Um, and English. I'm actually um a really good uh reader, speller. Um, speller. Is that even a thing?
0: Good at spelling. Yeah, yeah. good at spelling.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, maybe I should say I used to be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I. enjoy reading. Um. And I. I could put a lot of things together in English. So yeah, probably those two subjects. I think for me, um, were my strongest. Okay. Nice. And did you uh go to uni? No. No. So, what I struggled with, I think, going into year 12 was, um, I think I missed, there was an like, there's a thing at school where they're like, oh, we're going to help you with, like, your career Mm counselling, and I think I missed that session or something. So, then basically, it was, like, helping you pick your subjects going into year 12 to set you up, and I think I had always some sort of direction, like, I was always going to end up in some sort of health, fitness, something along the lines of, like, I played state netball from when I was 16, so, and always in in and out of gyms and that kind of stuff, but um, that's actually not what I went straight into, but I think had I had a little bit more guidance of what I wanted to do, I probably... Potentially would have ended up there, but mm. yeah, basically, I, I had the idea of maybe do I want to go to uni, maybe do I not, and I had physiotherapy in my mind. Yeah, and so then it was like, okay, well, you need to do biology and you need to do this mass and you need to do this. Mm-hmm. And then I absolutely sucked at biology. So I don't know how the scoring works now, but you used to get like you used to have five subjects and you got a score out of 20. 20. Yep, So PA, I think I got an. 18. English I had an 18 but it got scaled back a little bit because I um, was not in the higher one so I like I think I ended up with like a 17 or a 16 there Um, I had business studies and something else and they were sort of mid, oh nutrition was another one and then biology got an 8 Whoa! Yeah
0: (laughs) Your classmates would have loved that as well You would have (laughs)
1: Honestly, it just was not my thing I remember going into the exam and being like you know, like, when it's a multiple choice and you can go, okay, well, I'll knock out that one, I'll mm. knock out that one. Like, I was like, every answer sounds like it could be, like, yeah. something serious. Like, I couldn't even knock one out. And I was like, this is really bad. So, yeah, I, I did let myself down a bit in um in my overall score. So then I basically was just like, well, I don't know. No one uh, – my family, I don't – like, I've only got three younger brothers. So, um yeah, I haven't had anyone that had been to uni above me to sort of be like, this is what you should do either. So mm-hmm. – and look, if I could look forward to where I'm at now, I'm glad I didn't go.
0: Yeah. Yep. Was there, like, I when I was growing up, especially in Mount Gambier, there was sort of a narrative that um, you had to go to uni?
1: hundred percent. Yep. A hundred percent.
0: And were you looked at differently because you chose not to go?
1: Ah, uh, no idea. Don't really care. do Yeah. No, I think it's... Yeah, <laughs> always done my own thing. Yeah. So um, I think you know, in all I actually went into a job in as a receptionist, so I sort of stuck. I still had a little bit of a plan. I went um, through a sports and remedial massage course and a sports trainers course. So mm-hmm. I was still sort of in that field. And I thought well, if I did want to go to uni, at least I was sort of, and do physio, at least I was within that path. And yep. what ended up happening was I actually ended up managing that clinic I think I was there for seven or eight years. So I went from a junior and then I went to managing that clinic, doing all the account, basically running the whole business. And then that was the only job I had until I moved down here. For real? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that um, worked really well for me. Yeah, I think it did work really. well. Yeah.
0: Okay. When you were growing up, you know how there's like, oh, I want to be a policeman. I want to be an astronaut. (laughs) What did Lisa Fife want to be growing up?
1: I was hoping, I knew I knew you were going to ask me this question because I've actually been laughing about this as a, a cracking up at myself at this lately. So, you know the zero, the accounting system. Yeah. So, this has got a story behind it. So, zero, the accounting system, for some reason, my authentication code to get in is just being a pain in the ass because I've changed my phone over. And so, it's like, answer with your security questions. <laughs> I won't have to change it after this because there's a lot of security <laughs> questions. It says, what did you want to be when you grow up? Yep. And... Um, My answer is a garbage man. You want to be garbage? Okay, so what? This is not what I thought my career would be, but I don't know. You you might remember this. I'm not sure if there's a lot of younger people listening, but back in the day, the garbage truck people used to hang off the back and go and collect
0: all
1: all the garbage. Yeah. And I just used to think it would have been the coolest job in the world, hanging off the back of a truck. (laughs) <laughs> and collecting that and it just like when I saw that question I was like well I don't know what I wanted. I just had to put that answer in and it still just cracks me up at the moment every time that I have to enter it in because I'm like <laughs> honestly so, in all God. honesty it wasn't what I wanted to be but I just sort of had to tell you that story because it makes me laugh so fair enough <laughs> but yes growing up um look I think I had no idea I still no? don't
0: even think I know. Yeah, I'm 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 sort of the same. I've thought I wanted to do stuff and I've gone up the ladder of thinking that this is the ladder I want to go up and I'm like, this ladder sucks.
1: I think that if you have in your mind that you don't have to stay in the one thing for your whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Like something that I um had I've actually had a girl um inbox me. She's um just finished year twelve last year and she was just saying like can you please give me some advice on um, going to uni and like what your thoughts are on it? And actually similar questions, what you were sort of asking me and how I ended up where I was. And I said, please understand that nothing is the be all and the end all, Mm. because I came across the opportunity with F 45 when I was 28. Yeah. So I could have gone to uni, started a whole career, been successful in that career and then something else pop up and off. Like, I just think that... I'm a, like I said at the start, like I'm a person who just loves moving around and loves change and that's, um, that's me, like I love meeting new people. I know so many people and yeah, so I think that if you can, um, understand that at any point anything can happen for you, then yeah, there's, there's always Mm. other avenues, always other ladders and there's always something else that you can do and I think the world's getting more creative now with business ideas and side hustles and Mm. everything that you just need to pop, pop yourself out there and try new things or you will just stay doing the same thing.
0: So would you say that really what you've always wanted has been right under your nose?
1: Um,
0: When you think about it, you've just said, you know, I like meeting people. You like fitness, you like moving. Everything, all the signs were there. It's just really figuring out, is there a job that can accommodate this for me?
1: Yeah, I think you have to be able to recognise where there's an opportunity that presents itself and if you're going to take it. So um, something that I, I guess... Since doing F forty five, have answered a lot is basically saying either take the risk or you lose the chance, mm. and that's something that I really stick by now, because it's like okay, do I do this or it, and if I don't, then what's going to happen? Yep. So else take it. Yeah. I think that you do have to. Has it been? Un, have things been under your nose? A hundred percent. I think um, there's the, there's there's a million opportunities out there. You just have to be willing to try new things and pop your feelers out mm-hmm. um, and realise that, yeah, there is there is a lot of stuff out there.
0: There's a shitload of mm. stuff. All right, so we'll go into as, a, I guess, a business owner. Is there one thing that you wish you knew or had been told um, before you started your career?
1: Um, n- Not one thing in particular. Um, I think, like I said, like so F45 literally fell in my lap I guess you could say, on one day. It wasn't something I'd planned to do. It wasn't something like, this is what I want to do and this is how I'm going to get there. Yeah. It was, I went and trained at my friend's new gym which was an F45 in Mount Barker and I basically had one of the trainers, um, Christy, a friend of mine who now she owns her own gym, um, said to me, why don't you open one down there? Mm -hmm. And it was literally like okay. <laughs> um, great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was not on my radar 45 minutes before when yep. I started that class. Wasn't even a thing in my mind, nothing that that would ever have been a possibility for mm-hmm. me. So I think that I've had to navigate things, but I, if there's something I wish I um, had taken on a little bit more is that there are people in anything that you do, someone always knows more than what you do, mm. and that 's not i 'm not saying i wasn 't like I know everything at all because hundred percent do not, but sometimes I just wish I asked a few more questions because even with things like your accounting and even with like there's ways that you can do things so much easier there 's that much stuff out there, someone who knows how to do something better than you that yep. you just need to ask yeah, and you yeah, start yeah. talking to people and yeah, I think if I'd talk to a lot more owners and um, Like so, other lucky like to be in an f forty five network franchise network where, you know, like how did you guys do this and how did you do that? And once I started talking to people, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like,
0: yeah,
1: th- there's so many resources out there in people. Um, yeah, and even just with like your accounting and bringing on a bookkeeper, like I was like, why the hell have I not done this earlier? Yeah. Like. And so, I think just knowing that there if if it 's not your specialty, that area, like just ask yeah. and there's there 's a lot of people out there that that know so much more than you,
0: yeah, I guess you know you learning from people that have gone through the mistakes and the errors, take that on board and like see where you can actually uh, the biggest thing i'm not bringing it back onto me, but with ooft, I wanted to do everything by myself, yeah, and I was like, this is mine, I, yep. I want to do everything, but then. Yep. In hindsight, I wish I had a team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: like teams that like you can have a shit team. And so you need to get rid of like, not the weak link, but like the person that's not doing as you expect. And like you've just said, like you had a bookkeeper. Were you doing all the accounting and stuff before that?
1: All of it. Like, and just the amount of time and I guess stress and the knowledge and that, that that's, um, sorry, the amount of stress and time that it's now taken off of me. But the knowledge that, yeah, your accountant and, and your bookkeeper have, like, I'm just like, I don't need to know that. You do that.
0: Yeah, that's all on you. I don't, yeah.
1: this, I, that's not my job. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, get, get rid of yeah. that stuff that does not need to. I don't need to know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I bloody do now, but.
0: Have you, um, there's like a saying that says like to become more productive, you need to get rid of more. Like so yep. instead of taking on more, it's mm-hmm. giving more away. And then you're you can put your time and energy into that one thing that you need to I do. I
1: cannot stress this enough. So at F45, we have grown incredibly Mm -hmm. over the last, well, we've opened four years this year and, um, we have really, really stepped up in the last couple of years. And the best thing that I have done is delegate out, um, jobs like for example, um, bringing on, um, a full-time studio manager Mm -hmm. to take on all of the Mm admin. So my reasoning behind that was one, I'm just drowning and I can't do all this, but If you think about what it would cost you to bring on, say, a full-time... Well, for me to bring on a full-time studio manager, the amount of business that that's going to generate from them doing all your member retention, from them doing all your membership sales correctly mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff, um, pays for themselves tenfold. Yeah. So something that we're, um, we then went into after the studio manager was... Uh, having a head trainer role as well mm-hmm. so then they you now delegate out a different area of the business um and now we're actually um branching off into a third part where i uh, was so exciting is beck um han who's coming on who's been working with us as a pt she is coming on uh next month as our member retention specialist so ah. manager yep so now because ash has basically got all the incoming sales side going, um and, and all the general admin of the business and mm-hmm. then Lance has got the um the PTs. Mm-hmm. And now we need that, which is something we should have had. Ash has just not had the time to do it is yeah, focusing on what we can do better for our members in studios. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um she will also be a PT but that sort of stuff I'm not technically gaining anything else by bringing her on like it's not like you're bringing on someone to do more sales or anything like that but retaining members is just as important as important as bringing them in so um yeah I definitely think if you can delegate out and put people in the right spot and yeah it'll it will definitely pay you back in the long run yep um and then having that time off your shoulders as well like I just wouldn't be able to do it all on my own so yeah
0: that's full on. It's it's good that you figured it out though. Like that's so 100%. cool. Hundred percent.
1: Taken a while. I think it's all part of it. It
0: really is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, is there any common myth about, I guess, being a gym owner? Yeah. Um, that you want to debunk, like people, like, oh, it's easy. You can just train wherever you want, or you know, something <laughs> like that.
1: I think the common myth that um, is a biggie is that your health is an investment. It's not an expense. Okay. So something um if anyone's ever trained at F forty five or any of your um so there's like different styles of gym. So we're a group PT studio. So um we're not you don't come in a, it's not a twenty four hour gym, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah it's something that we have I guess I'll say battled with um but it's not a it's not a negative. It's just you're battling with teaching people that their health is an investment, that it's not um, an expense. So, yeah. um, teaching them that yeah, basically like the asking them like, what do you spend on takeout every week, and do you smoke, and do you drink, and what do you, you know, you're more than happy to go out on a weekend and spend two hundred dollars on this or that, Mm-mm. and but to spend forty five dollars a week on a gym membership where you can have come seven days a week, da 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 da, have two PTs, everything's yep. done for you. Yep. Um. Yeah. So to sort of explain that to people um and then I guess on the same tangent of that um it's not really a myth but just particularly with F45 is that same thing of people like oh it is it's it's too expensive and it's an interesting one um especially the first question we ask people is what what are they coming from having trained before so if someone's never trained in a gym before or they've only come from um paying a say ten dollars a week at a 24-hour gym then yep. they're that's what they're sort of used to paying and they're not used to having either a one-on-one PT or any sort of group training so um yeah just basically explaining to people what what they get out of an F45 membership mm, is mm. is important to us going down that whole yeah your, your health is an investment and it's not yep. an expense um and so I guess like yeah, that myth, I won't call it a myth, but like just explaining to people that business is business and oh, yeah. there is so, so much that goes into running a huge business. Mm-hmm. So like we sort of talk about like our staffing and you work with me and you've do. done pack up and set up <laughs> yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But I don't think people see that side of
0: nah.
1: our job where it's like you you coach yeah. and you do all that. But then people don't realize that there's like an at least an hour of a pack up and set up. That yep. happens every single night as well. Yep. So that everything's reset and fresh. They walk in the next day and everything's handed to them on a silver platter, like yeah. Yeah, a gold is. platter, like your your workouts there and your trainers are there to coach you. There's so much that goes into what we put into our challenges and our one-on-one appointments that nobody pays anything extra for mm. and that sort of thing. So member welcome packs, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's, it's something that I think is important to get out there with People going, well, yeah, what am I actually paying for? Is We sort of have gotten to the point where we don't feel like we need to explain ourselves um, anymore. If someone's more than happy to... If they're happy with their results where they are, then mm-hmm. great. You can, yeah, stay where you are. Or if you're not happy, then change over.
0: Yeah, I think... The the thing is, I, I don't think people realise... Like, say, so if you spend... If you get a coffee a day, mm. that's basically... That, that lasts, what, 20 minutes, if you're lucky, mm. half hour? You get a gym membership, you're getting... 45 minutes with two PTs that are well-knowledged in what they're teaching, a vibe. You can't buy a vibe from a coffee shop, you know?
1: <laughs> no. You get the Might energy. Be a vibe by like a little like with your
0: shot of coffee <laughs> I'm going to open a coffee shop that has vibes only. Um, but yeah, you, it's, it's such a good investment. And like you said, and there's a reason why there is that saying health is wealth, because if you can move, nothing hurts, you're feeling stronger, feeling better, and it's 45 bucks. That's... An expense you should want to pay.
1: 100%. And that's for any, and that's like not just saying about our gym. That's any, that's literally any gym. It's just like, and you've got people who don't attend the gym at all, but they're more than happy to, you know, yeah, like you said, coffees and takeout and all that sort of stuff. So I, yeah, I think that that's probably the biggest thing I find, um, is yeah, that that your health is definitely an investment. Mm. All
0: right. Let's get into the, these are the questions that I I really enjoy asking. So (laughs) what shit just doesn't work?
1: Yep. Um, had a, have had a you did hit me with a couple of these questions before, so I could think about them because otherwise I would be sitting here looking like um, a stunned um, mullet. Um. um. So, the first thing that I came up with, yeah, paper straws. I've got some more seriously, okay, yeah, but yeah, no, cool. Please tell me if you agree that paper straws. Work, I know they work for the environment, but heck, I don't know if it's just me with Huey, like my little two-year-old son, but they they are a nightmare. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they they suck. You're right. They don't work.
1: <laughs> Moving on. Yep. Um, quick fixes. Yep. So this is definitely something we see a lot in our field is people trying to take shortcuts and quick fixes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. stemming off from that, um, something that really uh, I don't think doesn't work is not eating enough. Yep. So again, this is stuff that a lot of this stuff will probably come back to what. Like my profession, um but yeah, something that we battle with um a lot is educating people around um we're not nutritionists um saying that Lana, his little uh prop for her, is finishing yep. her nutrition degree shortly, so cannot wait to have her under our wing um is yeah, is basically I don't know if a lot of people would even realize this, but they probably aren't eating enough mm. they. What happens is if we don't eat enough, we basically naturally lower our metabolism. Mm-hmm. So, as a female, this is something that we see very, very commonly. It's like it's a, it's a very common thing for females to to naturally do that, yeah. and it can become a really, really big problem when they go, "All right, I'm I want to look at changing um, something about myself or my diet or just my lifestyle," and then. Basically, they just expect a quick fix, mm. but it's long-term damage. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, something that I just find that just, it doesn't work. And it's, yeah, it's really hard to to educate people on that. And
0: I was going to say, I was actually reading this thing the other day and it's, Especially when it comes into this sort of stuff, a lot of people go for that quick fix, so that real instant drop in calories. Mm-hmm. But they're not realizing taking those calories out and increasing your energy, you're getting rid of the macros and the micros that you need 100%. anyway. Yeah. So your body's gonna look stringy. It's gonna not, <laughs> it, it, it looks bad. Like, you, by increasing the energy, you shouldn't, the last thing you should be doing is decreasing your food but when you're increasing that energy expenditure. Yeah. Like, you'll lose weight. And like you said, it's not a quick fix, it's months. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, something that we're trying to educate people on, on that long-term healthy, sustainable lifestyle changes. It's, yeah, it's, it's not a quick fix. And um, I think that a lot of people don't realise that often we'll say to someone, like if they do do a challenge with us, like we go in these waves with these challenges and it's sort of drop calories and then we bring them back up. And um, a lot of people, I guess, don't realize, yeah, the effect that that actually just has on their long term, mm. on their long term health if they stay in that lower calorie. Yeah, it's
0: it's it's damaging. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, any other shit that I'm like
1: procrastinating? Yo, <laughs> this is me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm such a high functioning. Um, I, I sometimes I really just question how I get shit done because I do procrastinate a lot, and I've got a million things on the go. And I've tried to sort it out, and Ash is just who I work with. Is just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, because I, that, no, I know, I know, I know. You do
0: not come across as no. the procrastinator. You're like, like I was saying you the other night. It's like, you've got all these things to do, but you're like, I need to get this one done first. But that's not the case. Or
1: what's? You, I have maybe thirty of those. <laughs>
0: <things>. <laughs> need to get done
1: first. <laughs> yeah, literally. Shit. Okay. Um. No. No. You got no idea. Yeah. I um. I think I've always been a little bit. Well, we talked about this. I said, "Um, what am I? Organized chaos." Yeah. No, was that what you called it? Yeah, me? organized chaos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's me. Um. Like, I don't have a bag. I don't have a wallet, and I don't have a set of keys. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> you got no keys.
1: I've got one. key.
0: Oh. Okay. Yeah. 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 But my, Not like a set of keys. No, no set okay. of keys. Yeah. Sorry, you
1: yeah. have got no keys. Yeah. Um, my car keys just on its own. Yep. My, um. What's it called? My post office box key just sits down in my little console yep. in my car. Um, like, just... I don't have a wallet. I literally just have my card. All my cards are on my phone. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah. Like, I, I have my netball bag. Actually, I lied. Okay. But in terms of I don't have a handbag or anything like that. And it's just, I guess, trying to minimise some things for me. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it becomes a little bit chaotic. And so, yeah, I definitely... When it comes to tasks and that kind of thing, I'm a real list writer. But then what will happen is I'll write like 400 lists. But the thing is, is I don't know. I just still get things done. And I'm just coming to terms with the fact that that's just how I operate.
0: Well, I was going to say, if it works for you, then is there really a problem there?
1: <laughs> I wonder how much more productive I could ah, be sometimes. Yep,
0: yep. Have you heard of that technique where like you 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 do the 10 things that you need to get done and then you cut it down to 5 and then you cut it down to 3 and you cut it down to 1 and that's the thing that you should be doing?
1: Maybe I need to try that.
0: Cuz there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you think need to get done but they don't need to get done.
1: Uh so in saying that, we I don't know where this came from. I think I got a group chat with some of my girlfriends and Someone put this in, and um, I actually used this with Ash the other day. She was sort of a bit like, got a lot going on. So mm-hmm. says, Imagine you're juggling mm-hmm. glass um, balls and plastic. Yep. And so, your work tasks what ones are glass and what ones a plastic? And it's okay if we need to drop some plastic ones. Yeah. And we've used that a few times at work because it's going, Okay, what at this minute is really going to affect our day to day operations or what we do over the next um, few days? Mm-hmm. And what's not going to matter for a little bit. So that's, that's something good. that I, I said. I actually came out and she was a little bit like, Ugh, and I was like, what's plastic and what's glass? And she was like, yep, all right. That's really good. Yeah, it's a that's good so cool. There's actually, there's a, um, I think there's a video or something. I remember, I can't quite remember where that came from, but yeah, there's a video or something that was floating around on Facebook and someone shared it to me. So you could probably have a search for that one. Awesome.
0: All right. When was your light bulb moment? As in, when did life... Just start to click and make sense. Like, this is how this works, this is how that works. Or have you had many light bulb moments? Or has it not yet happened?
1: Um, my first light bulb moment came when uh, Christy said about doing an F45 down here. There's definitely a, a light bulb moment that sticks out for me because it was like, bing, okay. Um, Good sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what a light bulb would do, is it? Nah, this one does. <laughs> Like a bell. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> um, that is a yeah is a big standout for me of an actual. That's I guess a business one mm-hmm. in terms of um, what did you what did you say second to me? You said in, when shit works and that kind of like when life. You said something about a light.
0: <laughs> when was your light bulb maybe?
1: <laughs> yeah, then you said about in life or something. Oh, like
0: so that. yeah, so yeah, like has things just made sense in life? So how the world works? Like I think growing up, there's like not that. Um, It's a Disney fairy tale sort of thing, but a lot of, like, for example, when I came back from America, I really saw um, what's being shown on TV isn't 100% what's happening Ah. overseas. And like, um, especially growing up now, seeing um, how the social hierarchy in schooling and all that sort of stuff, like popularity. And I personally, I think girls have it easier until they're about 25. Mm -hmm. Um, So just that sort of stuff, anything like that clicked for you?
1: Um. Now that you've said that, uh, this is a strange one that just came into my mind regarding the um, schooling thing. Something that my mum taught me when I was younger was about kindness and inclusiveness. And I learned that in primary school. I specifically remember this boy who had um, a disability and someone pushed him down the hill. And I remember I told my mum about it and from that day on, um, I never let anything like that happen to him again. And um, for me, that has always stuck with me as um, if you're kind and compassionate to people, like nobody can hurt you either. Mm. So I never had any troubles with bullies going through primary school, high school, um, nothing like that. And I do genuinely believe that even I look forward now like I think that kindness um and compassion is something that um if you can show um, all the time yeah um not really anything can affect you, and mm. I think I learned that when I was in school um at a really young age, and I think that that's something that I've lived my life by, yeah, um yep. but yeah, in terms of business, definitely that f forty five was a light bulb moment, but I think I probably. Nothing specific that I can think of since then. I think I've just been knuckled down.
0: Yep. Been doing the work. Yeah. Yep. This is the counter questions. This one. This one's the one that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you think boys and girls are equal?
1: This, I think, is something that I hope I do answer. Um, I don't know... If I think there's incorrect answers and there's correct answers. PC, <laughs> yeah. PC's
0: garbage. Don't get me start on that.
1: Um, I do believe there's a lot of work to be done in the world yep. um, in terms of, um, like, this is something I personally haven't been um, subject to in um, terms of pay equality or anything like that. So I can't speak from personal experience in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know there are a lot of issues in the world. Um. Speaking from experience is uh, sport. Yep. So, and hear me out because there's a, there's a, there is a bit to this. So, when I was playing netball in Adelaide when I was younger, um, I got a few friends who uh, we went uh, quite well at sport. So, I was a really good netballer. Mm-hmm. They were really good footballers. So, they were going through the pathway to AFL um, and I was been going through the pathway uh, with netball. Yep. And... Something that absolutely fascinated me was when I was learning about the Thunderbirds, who are the national uh, league Adelaide team. Mm-hmm. The girls that were in the Thunderbirds at the time when I, um, potentially, uh, long story short, I didn't get there, but um, I believe that the like there was one girl that was paid eight thousand dollars a year or something. Okay. Uh, so a lot of the girls had all full time jobs yep. as well. Yep. So it fascinates me with that but there is a flip side to that which I completely understand. So I think males and females are created um physically and mentally different. Yep. And what that then means for sport is men's sport is faster,
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: fiercer, mm-hmm. it's quicker, yep. it's better to watch. Yep. And I know that. And so I think that there then is Completely do what what people want to watch, yep. and then comes the sponsorship and all that sort of it comes stuff. Comes back to business. It does. It all comes back to business. So it's interesting, but I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I like you look at like the Australian Open, the tennis men and women get the same prize money. Yeah, they've got the same viewers. Yep. They've got so it's really weird because it comes at different levels with different sports. Mm. What frustrates me <laughs> doesn't really, but. Playing netball in a country setting, um, I'm good at netball. Yep. If I was on a, if I was a boy, <laughs> and in football at the level that I'm playing at, I'd be getting paid a lot of money. Mm. And we get nothing. Like you get some help from your club in terms of like a uniform and stuff like that, but yep. it's kind of like, oh, like how good would that be? Like I could go and put myself out there and play at another country club and I could be getting paid. I didn't even know yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. So that really interests me, but I understand it comes back to sponsorship and um and the and basically where are people when they're at the netball and the football? Yeah. They're watching the football. Like yeah. I I understand that, but yeah, that fascinates me, but I think it comes back to men are built stronger. It just it looks it, there's no question about it. It's it's better to watch and yeah. yeah, but it is. It's a definitely an interesting
0: That's a really good viewpoint. I yeah. never even thought of that. Um yeah. so do you think Apart apart from the money not being fair, would you, if someone said to you, hey, come up and play here for X amount of money, would you make that move? You know how, like, say we got, especially in Mount Gambier, we get people from, like, like Keith and the Tadiara area come down to play that game once a week. If someone offered to you, say, from Keith, hey, come play for us and we'll give you X amount, would you do that trek?
1: Uh, I think it'd be dependent on my situation, obviously, I'm in a little I am just playing netball because I enjoy it now yep. for Huey's Sake and that yep. sort of stuff like a, um say I didn't have a child 100% I would move around I think it's a really imagine doing something that you love and getting paid to do it Yep why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's true. Oh, and you know me, like I love, like I said, I love moving around, and traveling, and meeting, meeting new people. people. I'd have yep. a great time. Yeah, yeah. I've just got lots of friends who have done it. Lots of friends in Adelaide who go anywhere from Wyala um, to down here to the southeast. To yeah, boys who I know here have go and play have played elsewhere. Mm. Um, for me, it's just it's a common thing to do. Yeah. And you know, yeah, if you can get yourself further ahead by doing something you love, why wouldn't you? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent.
0: All right. What advantages do you think you get from being a female? Um,
1: great question. I don't know.
0: You don't know? Okay.
1: What do you think? What why, What makes you ask that question? You said before, you said, yeah. I feel. <laughs> I do. <laughs> like, <yeah>. So
0: <laughs> I think females from about, yeah, 15 to about 25, um, they almost have control of what they want. And what they get. So we'll go. Say we'll go to an. We'll go out. We're going out to Max. Yeah. If you're a female, you can cut in the line, and if you look good, you're getting for free.
1: I can back that up. That statement up. Sorry yeah. to cut you off. Yeah, go for it. When I went to America, I went for my twenty first. Yeah. Fun time. Um, went to Las Vegas and L A. And I couldn't get. I went with my best friend, and there was queues for days. Mm. We, I, we would get pulled out of the line. Yep. And taken in at the front. Yep. Yeah. So
0: that's one thing. Great. Okay. Um,
1: there's probably a lot more than I really There's, think about there's, there's a
0: lot, and I yeah. think, I think the problem is, is you're invisible and you don't see them, and because it's just normal, like mm-hmm. it's not, not so much a double standard, but when the advantage benefits you, you don't see it as an advantage. Yep. Um, so keeping in with the nightlife thing, you can get drinks for free.
1: I wish everyone could just see your face, (laughs) like staring at me. (laughs) Take that,
0: free drinker. Um, But it's, it's, have you you got free drinks?
1: A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then I I think it just comes down to. not that it was a a challenge but growing up getting attention from a female if you're say 18 and you're interested in an 18 year old the 18 year old is not the 18 year old female is not interested in the 18 year old male it's interested in that older male that's more established got things got money got a car got a house and stuff like that so I think girls have control of what they want until the male has established themselves so it's almost like a I see it as like a candy store so when the female reaches 15 years old they can access the candy store and Oh, I want this thing. I want that thing. But the male doesn't get access to the candy store until they're about 25, 26.
1: I think it. Um. It. I've got three younger brothers, mm-hmm. so um. They're all adult younger brothers now. Um. Twenty-five ish, and then uh, a little bit younger than that. And like, so all in their twenties. Um. And seeing like what I guess you were just speaking about, I think what also happens to males is they get grouped in a, um. Sort of like they can easily get put in the naughty, the naughty bracket. Mm, they get um, blanketed, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I just now that you're sort of talking about that, like a blanketed, great term. That's sort of what I was after. Um, yeah, I guess when they were, um, my brothers were going for jobs and that kind of stuff. I think it definitely was a lot harder for them. Mm. Um, yeah. And
0: and with females, another thing that I think they've got is, even though they might not want to use it for their advantage, they've got um, the competitive advantage of makeup. True. If a girl looks good and they go into an interview, they're like, oh, that's a good looking person, that can represent our company. Whether a guy just rocks up and they're looking guyy, you know? You know yeah. what I mean? So I think that's what I've I've yeah. seen, that's what I've noticed. I think
1: that's a fair that's that's yeah, definitely fair of you to say.
0: Alright, so we'll flip it on its head. What's the negative of being a female? What well, things just like this is shit? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um again. I don't. I don't mean to say I feel like I'm different. I feel like I have never let too many things affect. Like I have always put myself at the same level as anybody yep. else. Yep. So I haven't struggled with getting a job with uh holding a job. I with all this movement um with the whole uh sexual assault thing on females that's coming out a lot now. Mm-hmm. To be blatantly honest with you, I personally have never really had any issues yep. with that. And I don't know if it's that I... I think I'm a little bit of a boy girl in a sense. Yep. Um, so not a lot affects me. Not that I'm saying anything's actually ever happened, but I think that I... I'm not sure how I'm trying to articulate do you this. you almost but
0: not invest in it? I think so. Yep. Yeah. Like that's just, this shit happens, I'm not going to deal with it, see you later.
1: That, I don't want to have that attitude at all because it's I I do think it's a, it is a huge problem. Yep. But it's hard to uh try and be a part of something when it's not been a part of yep. what you've ever been involved in. Yep. So, couple, yeah, they,
0: you've never experienced it. So funny you say that. I was talking to a person about mental health the other day and it's like, they go. I just don't get it because I've never had it. Is that sort of where you're going with?
1: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, and yeah, it's just I, I, I'm a big experienced learner, so you know, i cross my fingers I don't have to go through that sort of stuff. But not experiencing something, I can't. I can't tie into my emotions to really get
1: it. Yep. Um, I think as well. I'm a real like just get on with it and move on. Mm. So I don't sh- I try not to stew on a lot of things or you know if shit doesn't work just move on and do something else yep. or yeah, I don't know, I think it's
0: it's a tricky one.
1: It is. It really is.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um what do you believe most people are just doing wrong?
1: <laughs> Following an imaginary timeline.
0: Yo. Bang. Yep, let's let's go into that.
1: So this has to happen by this age, you should go to uni and then this will happen to you and then this will happen and then this will happen. And I think this really hit home for me probably most recently. Now, um, last 12 months or so, I am now a single mum at 32 and I don't even care. I like it. you just like, and I don't even care. <laughs> no, I say it like that because I thought I did and I was like, hurry out. like what am I doing now? Like, yeah. what, where Where should I be yep. is what I found myself saying to myself. Yep. And I'm like, you know what? I've got a lot of friends or, sorry, I didn't mean to say my friends. I know a lot of people who are on these timelines and I'm like, are you really happy there? Mm. Or do you think that that's where you actually have to be going and yep. what you should be doing? So for me, my I'm completely Upside down and inside out, round the wrong way, going with timelines. So, yeah. yeah, I think that people are definitely living on these imaginary timelines that they just. I think society is changing, um, and that people are starting to realise that they they don't have Doesn't to be doing matter. this by this. No. And and I guess yeah, one of the things I say is is with f forty five for example in my career, like hit my strides at twenty eight. Mm-hmm. So,
0: where do you think these timelines? Where did they come from?
1: Um. I do believe uh in obviously the older generation so married by this and then kids and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. is is definitely being fed down but I think times are changing and people are yeah, are realizing you know it's always like um get married before you have kids there's a lot of that that doesn't happen now yeah. so things are slowly changing. Um but uh the other thing I was going to say was um what people are doing wrong is comparing themselves um to everybody else. Yeah. So I think that people are getting then their timelines from other people. Why well, should well, I'm not at that person, stage yet. This yep. and I should yep. be this and I should be that. So I think that people get those timelines from other people, but I think the real set in stone ones, like you, you, you buy a house and well, oh, sorry, I can't. I don't even know what the bloody timeline is. That getting house, having getting married, having kids, and yeah, yeah. I think that that comes from being passed down. Um through a lot of generations, but
0: do you think like the people that are on this imaginary timeline do you feel like they're getting judged, or uh, do you think they're really just looking at themselves going like they are comparing and it's like I think a lot of people that are on these timelines and it's it's almost frustrating' cause, like not to not to bag at people if you want if you want to settle down, have kids and build a house oh, good on you yeah, but like there's almost like it's not a competition, but it feels competitive
1: almost. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. definitely agree. Um, obviously competitive if you, you make it competitive or you, you think it is. Yeah. I guess that's one of those things that I saying before. Like I just don't let things like that consume me or bother me. Like I'm just going to stay in my own lane and do my own thing because yep. you can't be worried about what anyone else is doing because what, what's that going to achieve? If you're concentrating on what someone else is doing, then it's less time than concentrating on what you're doing. Yeah. yeah um yeah
0: sick who do you look up to
1: I actually thought about this question I think I left it blank because like (laughs) um I'm a person who's very very fiercely independent yep and so for example um with who I look up to or with things that I follow I don't really follow anything in particular mm-hmm. so as sporty as I am I've never had a sporting team that I've religiously followed
0: okay yeah like
1: no football team no netball team no NFL team no basketball team that I've gone these are my die this is my die hard thing yeah I follow them all I'll watch anything I'll watch anybody He's play gridiron in Adelaide and I was like who's your favorite quarterback and I'm like I just watch them all because there's no one person that I would be like, I'm going to model myself off that. Yeah. So I think for me to pick out somebody that I look up to, if it's someone in the last few years, I think I have mentioned this before. So um, Michael Ramsey, who owns Strong, mm-hmm. um, he, Strong, Row, Former, and Pilates. Probably someone who I just have admired from a business perspective and just shows what you can do. So a bit of background information, he um, owned six F45s um, with his business partner, Mark. And I went on one, they also own Journey Retreats. So um, I went over to Bali and did one of their retreats and um, yeah, definitely learned a lot from him and um, I just love watching his journey because what he's done now is um, created his own franchise and um, if, yeah, if you're not familiar, it's called Strong um, Reformer. So it's a Reformer Pilates bed with a rower on the other end.
0: Jesus um, Christ. Yeah,
1: look, I, I won't even get into details about it. I've done a session there. It's awesome. But basically they got the rights for these machines and they're now um, selling franchises all over Australia. They've got the rights to New Zealand, um, Asia, and I believe maybe Canada as well. So yeah, like Killing I just, it I just, yeah, really, really cool. Um, someone that I think in business, um, just doing so well and someone that I've connected with personally that I can say, I, yeah, I can ask him a few business questions and stuff like that. But in terms of in general, I am a very broad, I love watching everything.
0: Yep. yep. All right. We're going to get a bit, uh, a bit deep in here. Now. Tell me about your biggest setback.
1: Um, my biggest setback is rather deep, um, and I'll call it a setback because to be perfectly honest, I think I still have never come to terms with the fact that this didn't happen in my life. So when I was younger, going back to my netball days, um, I genuinely believe I should have played professional netball. Like, um... Yeah, I'm just going to say just what I believe. I had the ability to do it. Um, But my mum was really unwell when I was young. And I'm not saying this is her fault or there's any excuses there. But right when I was transitioning through the state netball, 16, 17, 18s, is when she was really unwell. So she passed away when I was 20. Mm -hmm. Um, And it basically... um, I guess, had me fail at what I needed to do because I had so much on my, like, I can't blame myself and I can't blame any of that situation for that happening. But probably I think that was a really big setback for me because it does still bother me a little bit that, yep. that never eventuated because I, I hand on my heart, know that I would have been, that's where I would have ended yeah, up yep. and it would have been a, something that I would have made a career out of and. I'm a real out there person and a people person and it's not just what it takes you to with your sport. It's then what that gets. Like I look at, um, you know, feel the AFLW players and the netballers who now are in media and all that sort of stuff and like I would have loved to have done all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I think I see that and I'm just like, oh, like I feel like that's what I should have been doing. Yep. And it's okay because I'm like, look where I'm at now. Like it's, I don't believe everything happens for a reason. I think when one thing like stops. There's always something else that can happen. Mm-hmm. Other doors open, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's probably something that like I don't think I've had anything big in business. It's been a huge setback. Like uh, there's nothing that I've gone like oh wow that was fucked. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, that's that I've made a big mistake or anything like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I I'll tell you one thing that could have absolutely ruined me, and this still gives me anxiety to think about now. Before we Bought so, Shan, um, one of my best friends, and I bought Remark. So, I haven't done that one on my own, but before I had that idea, I almost purchased F45 in Horsham.
0: Okay, and this
1: is right before Covid.
0: Yep, good.
1: (laughs) I think I would be bankrupt now. Yeah,
0: it's yeah, well, how long
1: because Melbourne was shut down for like nine months or something. Oh, no, it's in Victoria, yeah, it's in Victoria. Oh, yeah, (laughs) so, um. Yeah, that's actually that was actually a light bulb moment for me when I realised how bloody close I came. I had the franchise agreement, um, everything. I had almost Holy paid for. Yeah, shit. I, I don't even. I can't even tell you how close that. I, I can't even remember the exact what it, what played out as to why I backed out of that right at the last minute. But I thank my lucky stars that I did because yeah, that I'm not sure if you'd then signed on a lease agreement and. Oh, um, um, Victoria, I don't think got the same help. Like they didn't get as many government grants and stuff that mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. did. Yeah, I can't. I just I can't even realise the magnitude of that.
0: Yeah, you were pretty lucky there. Aren't you? So going back to um, your your dreams and aspirations, becoming a netball superstar and going down the avenues of media and stuff like that. What did you learn from that by not not getting there?
1: I think I've learned probably the most is that you just need to get on with it. Yep. So, and I think as well, obviously from um, losing my mum at a very young age, like no one's coming to save you. No. No one's coming to do it for you. No one's coming to...
0: Hold your hand. Yeah,
1: I'm very independent from that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, I had to move out of home when I was quite young and um, just become, yeah, fiercely independent. And I think... You just got to realize that nothing is the be all and end all, mm. and that you can just restart at any time, and you can push on. And it doesn't even mean a restart. Like I even now, like I look at things that get me excited, and I'm like, I always need to be looking for something new. Like I'm not in what I do now, and be like, this is this is it. I'm yep. done for the rest of my life. It doesn't work like that. What's next? Yeah, what's yep. next? Fuck
0: yeah, that's sick. All right, is there anything that keeps you up at night?
1: Um. <laughs> business yeah <laughs> definitely without a doubt there's you know having two gyms hanging over my head and I think I've got 20 staff now um there's so much that goes on and I absolutely love what I do but there are things that go on where it just keeps you up at night yep um something that else that keeps you up at night and I don't have to do this very often sometimes when I go to Renmark and cover classes is if I have to do the early morning classes you know when you set an alarm Yep.
0: you can't sleep <laughs> Yep.
1: Did this happen to you when you it, came it, back it, in it, work?
0: The first one, I woke up at about 3.30 I'm like, oh shit, still got an hour and a half. But um, I know exactly, because you, you think you're going to sleep in, yes. but you never do. Oh, I have one. Oh, okay.
1: Um, or like, you know, if you've got to catch a bloody plane flight or something, mm. that shit keeps you up at night. Um, but no, there are definitely some businessy things, I think, that um, that have kept me up at night. But for the most part, yeah, um, having a two-year-old, no. <laughs> He's actually really good. He sleeps through the night. I shouldn't say that. Having a baby did keep me up. Yep. That actually almost set me slightly insane. I will touch on that. Um, running a couple of businesses and um, and having a two, uh, a, sorry, I won't say two, he's was a baby back then. Um, that was really tough, keeping up at night and then you having just to work.
0: just wouldn't sleep?
1: Yeah, it was really bad there for a bit. How, <laughs> how long now. did it go for? Um, probably from when he was a newborn right up until he was around 12 months, I reckon. And then got a little bit of help from, um, uh, sleep school. So Kim, um, when she owned limestone Close Sleep School to get him into some routine. And then thankfully all of a sudden it just clicked and now he's, I can't even explain how good of a sleeper he is. He just walks himself to bed at night time and has a two and a half hour day sleep and sleeps from like 7.30 to 7.30 and yeah I would be mentally insane if that wasn't the case yeah. so I'm very very lucky there so alrighty, righty what excites you um I think I just touched on that before um what excites me is I've always having something that I'm working on yep. so if things are stagnant I would call it and ticking along the same and nothing's really happening that's any different, I uh, will get bored very easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I have um, had issues in the past with, um, and I've sought help, a bit of help for this, is um, going through a lot of stuff when I was younger in terms of losing my mum and um, and that where I went through a period where I actually struggled for anything to really um ignite my soul. Wow. So but I also didn't ever dip below a line. I've just okay. stayed at this um like
0: a lull almost?
1: Yeah. I wouldn't even call it a lull. Like a still high functioning and that, but just nothing would really be like, oh that's awesome or I'm excited for this Whoa. but nothing would ever really and it's a I can sort of get myself in when I'm in that um mode I know I need to sort myself out a little bit because it's yeah it's just this I don't know if it's like a protection mode or something Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's something that I think um I do definitely recognize about myself that yeah if nothing's yeah exciting me or nothing's too having an effect on me then I'm in this sort of I don't know if it's like yeah protection mode or something like that so
0: what would you do to spark that
1: that excitement? Um, I think it comes back to my mental health in general and just, um, allowing myself to get excited about something. Yep. Um, because I think, yeah, sometimes it's, you, you get stuck in this hard working phase. It's like, do I deserve this or do Mm. I, um, basically allow myself to feel that way or I get very stuck in these ruts of, um, it's just work, 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 work. So, um, yeah, definitely looking back at my mental health and just getting myself back into that groove of, um everything working how it should. Yep. Um, But yeah, definitely need something that um, keeps me going and keeps me tinkering away on something. If it's a little side project or something that I'm working on or Mm -hmm. something new that's coming up. Yep. Yeah. I've definitely got to have something there all the time.
0: What's the last book you've read or what book are you currently reading?
1: Um, So I don't read because I don't have time to sit down or I'll get interrupted by Huey. So uh, audio books okay, yeah. are my absolute best thing. I can't explain. So, cause I have family in Adelaide and um, from there. So I'm always trekking back to Adelaide and then I'm Randmark and then I'm here. So I'm driving a lot and then I'm actually living out of town at the moment. So for me, audio books are just something that, you know, you can listen to the same songs all the time and just like same shit different days. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. put on something that's gonna, um, yeah, keep your brain going. So well listen to Resilience projects probably up there with my number 1 so Tim Grover mm-hmm. he was Kobe Bryant um Michael Jordan Dwayne Wade Dwayne yep. Wade's coach Yep um and that book is bloody brilliant and he's just released his second one so 8 years after that is it's winning Yeah and so I've got that on pre-order so I think it's actually at the post office um I actually got it in a paperback but I will probably not even read that and just buy the uh, audio book anyway <laughs> Um, sometimes I do like sitting with a book. So, um, also have just listened to the Wim Hof method. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing cold showers for the last six weeks. Yep. Um, I needed that as a nervous system reset. Um, I've also listened to the resilience project and I went to his, um, live show just a couple of weeks ago in Adelaide and that was just brilliant. Um, what else have I listened to? Um, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins uh, yeah. the man. is brilliant. Yep. Um, had a friend, he suggested, um, that I listened to that after he did Goggins four by four by 48. So four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Mm. Um, and that book is, I found it started a little bit slow, but it's not like a self-help book, it's, it's just his story and it just makes you go, what the fuck? Yeah, he's a like, freak. Like, he is a freak, isn't he? Yep, he's um, unreal. So, I really, really enjoyed his book. I thought at the start I wasn't going to as such. I find sometimes the way he talks, he's very direct and he sort of big-nodes himself a little <laughs> bit funny. <gasps> <laughs>
0: yeah, I know what you mean.
1: <laughs> but he has every right to. Oh, like, fucking oath. I just yeah, it just sometimes when I'm like said something about like um with like if you're not going to train um like at your your standard that you you're, you're going to play at like don't even fucking bother going out there yeah. like there's no point screwing around sort of thing and sometimes I get to netball and I'm like oh like I'm a bit buggered and I'm like no harden up
0: yeah
1: and go out there you're you committed to this and this is what you want to be doing so sort your shit out and do just the do work. it properly yeah 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 um, uh, yeah yeah I think. They're the main ones at the moment. Okay, nice. Yeah.
0: I'm going to like this question. What do you genuinely not understand?
1: Um, <laughs> this question makes you laugh because I feel like I can just hear myself in my head. Like, I feel like I can hear myself. I've said this so many times. I just don't understand. Like, yeah. saying it out loud. And um, I think... Sometimes I don't understand humans and why they do what they do, yeah, so um had quite a f- lot going on in my life in the last twelve months, yes, and there's been quite a few things that have happened where I'm just like i I don't understand that like
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and how that happens, and
0: why it happens why it happens,
1: mm-hmm. um, that's probably yeah probably the main thing and then I think sometimes I just don't understand how I do what I do <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah like like you said like you'd have no idea that I'm not that organized and I'm not this like I'm I've got two businesses and I've got a two and a half year old and I play Nepal and That's somehow cr- yeah. like there's a lot going on there like I'm between Renmark and Mount Gambier and here and I love it and how do I do that like I sometimes ask myself that a lot
0: I'm still surprised that you said that you, you, you're like, you procrastinate and mm. stuff like that. Does, I yeah. never saw that in yeah.
1: you. I'm um, flat out organized chaos That's in with a stronger side of chaos.
0: Yeah. That's, that's cool. <laughs> I'm just going to go. <laughs> um,
1: See ya. Um, all right.
0: Um, what's the best compliment you've ever received?
1: Um, thankfully I get. A lot um and it's I think it comes in the profession that I'm in and owning the gym that i do, and so um gyms that I do had a lot of people um who genuinely um have thanked and complimented me on um basically opening regional gyms and what it's done for their life, so I guess it's a thank you as well as a as a compliment mm-hmm. um but the best compliments I get that I that do keep me going, I guess, is and that I I think I'm very hard on myself with this sort of stuff. Is how is my parenting style as well as owning a business. Yeah. So how I, I I do I get a lot of compliments on that. Of yeah, again, how do you do it? And I don't think I can really answer those questions. And it's just it is what it is. And like Huey, um, I, he's quite, um predominant on my social media and he has insanely good manners and mm-hmm. um he's such a like I said like such a good sleeper and I, I do work really hard with him but um yeah I guess the compliments on myself as a mother as well as um owning gyms and that is uh, owning the businesses is something that I I, I really appreciate when people tell did me you that
0: did you ever think that like I don't know if you've ever thought this did you ever <laughs> think you'd be a good mum
1: I knew I would be a good mum. Yeah. I'm not a very maternal person. So to be perfectly honest, I don't think I was ever going to be like, "Yep, yeah, this is when I want kids and this, this has to happen. Like mm-hmm. I think I probably could have gone through life with no kids either. Cause I'm so independent and yeah. very, um, career driven. So, um, but I think, so my parents split up when I was really young and it was me and my mum for a long time and, um, what she sort of, whether she knowingly instilled in me or not, but, um, there's a lot of. There was a lot of leeway there in a good way, um, mm-hmm. and I always was made to have good manners and um, and that. And so I just remember saying to people like, if I ever, ever have a kid, going to have he or she's going to have good manners, yeah, um, and and going to be kind. And that's if I just base like my child around that, then ki- kindness and compassion and um, having good manners, then it's basically what I base it around. Do you
0: reckon that? Because you also said, remember when you, you saw that. Um that person get pushed mm. over, that's coming back into that kindness and compassion. Do you think that's literally just something that your mum, it's like, this is, if there's anything you can take from me, it's be yeah. kind and compassionate?
1: Yep. And something she always used to say to me was, um, if you ever have any issues with anybody, just smile, like, kill them with kindness and, like, basically bury them with a smile. Yeah, fuck, that's sick. So, I think, yeah, like... I even like look at um I th- I don't know if you willingly do it but like if I pretend to cry in front of Huey he's like don't cry don't cry <laughs> like, I don't know I didn't teach him to do that sort of thing it's just um, he must just pick it up from yeah being you. yeah so yeah I think um I did I somehow learnt a lot from my mum because I don't specifically remember ever sitting me down and saying that but I just think if you're Kind and you're compassionate and you're happy with what you do. It really doesn't matter what anybody says or anything about you because you're confident in what, in who, in who you are as yeah, a person.
0: Yeah. All right, we're coming to the end now. Is there anything you wanted me to ask you but I did not ask?
1: Um, I think there's a lot of there's so many things you can cover in terms of what what happens in the world or what happens in your life, but I think. We'd be here for days on end,
0: yeah. Discussing
1: probably some stuff. <laughs> um, something that I actually had written down. And I was going to ask you if you knew much about was masculine and feminine energy, because mm-hmm. it's something that I'm starting to look into. I can't comment a lot on at the moment, but I'm finding it really interesting because, um, like I said to you before, like I feel like I'm a real like boy girl. I'm yep. going to say that in like I just find I gravitate um a lot to males so Mm -hmm. um, like I have three younger brothers I grew up with two guy best friends and I just get along with guys really really well Mm -hmm. um but there's a lot of information out there and a lot of interesting stuff based around yeah masculine and feminine energy and you being in a relationship if you know much about that
0: so I think this is one of my light bulb moments Mm. so same thing as you my parents split up when I was um relatively young and I didn't really have um, a male role model or someone to show me what authority and how to basically be mm. a, ma- a man. And it wasn't until I went up to uni that I was hanging around um, other boys that, like, you wouldn't copy them, but you'd see what masculine energy actually was. Um, so I think, and even being a teacher now, you can you can tell which kids don't have um, a strong male role model in their life. Absolutely. And it's it's... I'd say about 80% of the time, um, they're shits. They turn yeah, into shits. Wow. So because they know that being a man, eventually they can, as bad as it is, they're more physically stronger than the female. Yeah. So a case comes to mind right now. Um, and it's a couple of years back, but, um, the boy, he was living with his Nana and This is like a, a, like if to give you a visual image, it's like a frail older lady Mm -hmm. and this kid just was like reckless, just did not care, could get away with anything. And then if you think about it, if a Nana comes up to you and says, please don't do that. Do you think that's going to resonate with the kid? No. And that's why they don't like, that's when I then think that's why they have such a hatred towards authority and police because this is the first real male that said, you can't do that.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: That's what I've seen. I think, and with masculine energy, I think, this is going to be a can of worms. I think um, males should lead Mm -hmm. and females should follow the lead. Only because, again, I've seen what's happened um, with my friends and things like that. Um, I think feminine energy, not saying that girls can't, have masculine traits and go mm. for that leadership stuff but I think feminine energy they've not not so much submit but they want they, they need to they need to follow and that just comes back to what I've seen um, in your prehistoric days the men would go out and hunt and be the prov- yep. provider yep. and the female would stay home do the wa- washing they do the farming do the cleaning and stuff like that and everything seemed to work, to work well yeah. it's not until nowadays no offence to well, I don't really care um, <laughs> or don't um <laughs> The females that go out saying, I'm a boss bitch, I'm gonna slay, all these like strong terms, that doesn't attract men. Mm. Like at the end of the day, a man doesn't really care how much money you've got, but if you can be caring, not submissive, but listen, follow, and basically not be a headache, mm-hmm. that's what we're attracted to. Interesting. That's how I see it. And yeah. so being with like my partner, where we love to communicate, we don't like to let things flare up. Um, we have a thing called judge free zone, and we just, Literally rip into each other yeah. saying, You're doing this, you're doing yeah. this, I'm doing that, you're doing that. Yeah, and literally, an hour's pass and everything's wicked again.
1: Do you think that's I like that? Do you think looking at so obviously, myself not being in the relationship in a relationship mm. happy as I am, um, and in doing what I do, I believe that I have to have both energies mm. and, um. I think I've always had a strong mas- masculine energy yep. as well. Yep. Um but I do understand in what you're saying when it then comes to having that male and female relationship that there has to be some give and take there and some ebb and flow mm-hmm. in terms of I don't want to call it what should happen because I don't I think times are changing yep. but and I, I I'm speaking from me being a boss. Yeah. Um but I definitely in somewhat sense, do agree with that whole females definitely aren't built the same way as what males are. Going back into the old to the old days, mm. where it's like the men are the hunter and the gatherer, and the the woman would stay at home. But then I've got both of them, yeah, and, it and it just starts. Like, I was
0: going to say. Th- it's, it's not even just... I think it's have, having to do with first world countries. Because mm-hmm. you see... I don't know if you've travelled abroad, but your third world countries, it's still the same thing. Mm. The men go out and hunt or do, the, do the, all that sort of stuff, like get the job. And the mum's at home doing all that sort of stuff. And to be honest, when I went to Vietnam, I went up into the village and it was literally a hut. Like stick hut, a mm. fire. It was not caveman, but very not established. The man... The dad and the son went out and far. or they went. Sorry, they went and hunt jungle rat. That was their food. And the mum stayed at home with mm-hmm. the um, the daughter and cooked and cleaned. They were the happiest people I've seen in a very long time. I don't know if that's just because they were removed from what society is, but yeah. I think there's almost this narrative that, it, like, not to say girls can't speak up, but it's it worked for a reason. And the energy that a male gives off and the energy that a female gives off are so different like a male thinks logically and with reason 99% of the time a female uh, this comes back to a thing that I've seen is they'll give a girl a look or they'll give a guy a look and it's just fucking a weapon of mass destruction <laughs> and they'll stew on it and it's all emotionally driven and they'll and they'll go be catty and bitch with a guy it's like they'll just call out the facts like you're a dick let's fight And and, and that's just how it works in your case, like you've said, you've had to pick up both roles. Yeah. I don't think if Huey was being a little shit, you'd let it slide. Like you wouldn't come in and go, Oh, it's okay. You'd be like, no, you're doing the wrong thing. You'd yeah. be stern. And I just don't see in the school in the schooling system, especially, the, the the single mums that are out there, they are very they're not not like you. They're not that that strong character. They're yeah. they're easily to let the boy do what they want and not get punished and not be accountable for their actions. And I just think that's, it hasn't changed. I haven't seen it change the whole time yeah. I've been teaching. So that's my experience and what I've seen. I can't say that's what yeah. happened to the rest of the world, but that's just, yeah, a man should do this. A girl should do this. And I don't think that there's really anything. Do you think that's wrong. specific
1: to job roles and in terms of, Prime ministers and all that sort of stuff. Do you like? Here's,
0: okay, this is another here, question. Here we go. <laughs> name five successful businesswomen, like globally.
1: Janine Ellis, who owns Boost Juice. <laughs> um, here we go. Put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you name five males.
0: <laughs> Bill Gates, <What>? Steve Jobs. <laughs> um, like it's it just it just comes quicker. Same thing as with, um, if it came to athletes, if I said name three fast sprinters that are male, you could go Usain Bolt, um, Mo Farah, and I don't know, that was a pretty shit example. But do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, they just, and I'm not here to say that men and girls can't do the same thing and all that sort of stuff. I just think personally, for overall happiness, don't, go against the grain just because. And I see, I've seen people go against the grain like, oh, there's nothing I hate worse than the people that like, oh, I'm sorry, this is gonna, comes back to something you asked me is like, I think Beyonce sucks.
1: Come back to the question that I asked The, you. ca-
0: the question you're going to ask me and it's because she's, she's like given out this perception that um, by being super sexual that a girl can do anything because they've got a vagina. We go back to her lyrics. Some of the... I've actually wrote the lyrics down. At okay. the, the One of the lyrics, she says, like, I'm going to be bouncing on my round butt and, like, bouncing on the next dick or something like that.
1: <laughs> I mustn't listen to Beyonce all.
0: And I'm just like... But, like, girls think, like, they, like, put her in this, like, um, this glow that she's this queen and untouchable thing. And if you question what Beyonce does, that you're a misogynist, that you, you hate Beyonce and stuff like that. It's like, I just don't think that's the image for females to look up to you should why don't people look up to janine ellis more
1: mm.
0: like why does it have to be this skimpy clothed girl that's super fierce and stuff like that like and coming as a male i don't find that attractive
1: yeah it's interesting i i really find um and again coming back to that and you're saying what girls look up to like i said to you like i i don't really listen to much of well, I, I like her music but i don't like so i don't look up to anyone in particular mm. so I guess, and it's coming back to your male and female energies. Like, I feel like there can be an across-the-board thing as long as everyone, everyone is open to that and plays along by the rules.
0: But do people be open to that and do no, they play by the, the rules? No, And that's, that's the problem. The yeah. See, I'm
1: a very open person and I'm a very realistic and um, reasonable person. So I can take and give and be across the board. But, yeah, I think... And I
0: think... The exception, which is what you are, doesn't make it rule. Doesn't, uh,
1: yeah. And that sucks. Understand. Yeah.
0: See, that's, that's my little my little view. And, like, I mean, probably people would think, oh, he's a woman hater or stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, no, I don't hate women. I just think do what you want to do. If something doesn't work out for you, don't get upset by it because I'm a male or someone better than you can do it better than you. Like, I think certain skill sets like another example that I've seen recently is some of my friends are going into the police force Mm -hmm. and I think that should all be skill-based like you should prove that you are fit enough to do this you've got the the reasoning skills you've got this sort of stuff from my knowledge there's I think 80 applicants and a guaranteed four of them are going to female
1: so they have that set thing Yeah, but okay, so thinking of that, what if of the 80 applicants, um, the guys were all say physically stronger Mm -hmm. and that's say the top thing, I've got no idea, say the top thing that they take and then some of them, their mental or psychological side wasn't as strong but they still scored better Mm -hmm. of the 80 males. But then you've got those four females because we know, or I do believe that females do have a different brain in terms of oh, your kindness and your your compassion and that kind of stuff. So they're going, we need that to balance that out, knowing that there is the male that's got to dominate in that role, but knowing that they're still going to need that to balance that out.
0: I agree. But the fact that, well, okay, so if there's like, if there's 20 roles out of the 80 applicants and seven of them are female, that means guaranteed half of them have got a job the rest of the males are not guaranteed one of those 20 positions that's not fair interesting so if they if they like and i've seen there's the standard of the fitness test and from from anecdotally being told uh it's very rare that the females can do the chin the the 10 pull-ups and the 10 chin-ups and all that sort of stuff so i mean i don't want to get into like all this sort of stuff but i don't think that's okay when it comes to a role, especially as a police officer, that if I want my life to be protected, I don't want someone, say for example, if I'm down on the ground and um, there's a male or two female cops that that come rescue me or whatever, if that female can't pull me to safety,
1: that's fucked. I guess, like, and we can't say what, what jobs are physical, though, and what jobs actually 100%. require the, the like, I think there'll be a lot of times where you'd find there'd be a lot of jobs where that female um, energy is going to be the one that's going to be able to sort the problem out. Yeah. It's like, like a, a big physical male might not have the skills. Mm. I won't say the skills because they've gotten into that role, but, like, as in, um, yeah, have, have that... Um, psychological side behind yeah. it like what a female would have but I guess it's all relevant isn't it how do you know if half your jobs are, or all your jobs are going to be physical for the day or well, they've got to be this so they've got to get it across the board and
0: it's it's, it'd be a sh- it's a shit thing to like even like I'd hate to be a part of the selection panel that sort of stuff but mm. I just don't think it's fair from what yeah, like I've said I've been told that there's a guaranteed four positions for the okay. females you know what I mean like say for example if you were I know you were going to go do...
1: Yeah, but what I, I, I'd like to know, like, find out what the reasoning is. I think I it's just to, to, to put
0: know. more females into the workforce as police officers.
1: But it might not be.
0: You're right. Okay, I'll do some research. You're assuming. I am assuming.
1: Something else I've learned. Don't ever assume. <laughs> yes, i <I'll laughs> fucking, fucking learned that, right, don't you? Get the in a knot when you assume.
0: Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's that's my little spiel on how, I mean... That's scratching the surface, but yeah, I think...
1: Absolutely scratching the surface. It's, yep. it, I think it's so... Um, you could talk about anything from sport to jobs to living at home to parenting mm. and it all changes mm. in terms of people's views and, and and definitely what you... And everyone's views are going to be different as well. But yeah, I think it it could change from someone literally being in their home life to then going to work. Yeah, yeah.
0: Different so what, what, what do you think masculine energy and what's feminine energy
1: um I've noticed a, a lot um like I said since um becoming um a single mum and I've just I've just been reading a little bit about it lately in terms of um the masculine um energies um traits so it's like um you can be generally more closed off and mm. um and all that sort of stuff so um I've just read a few posts on it and I really wanted to look into it more because I felt like when I was reading about the masculine energy side I've shifted a lot over to that, like I'm really closed off at the moment and um that's probably the main one that's coming to me at the moment and, and not being so open as um to naturally what the female energy um mm-hmm. would be. So yeah, it's like I said, it's something um I I want to look into more because I feel like I'm leaning towards that side. Um, more now because I'm in sort of this protection mode and I'm single parenting and trying to do both roles so I'm going on to that what I would call the stronger um, more I call it protected stronger um, Mm -hmm. more robust side I guess yeah. than that um, feminine open, relaxed sort of gentle energy I've shifted over a little bit and it's not actually where I want to be I think I want to yeah, but it's.
0: Do you do you not fear, but do you worry that when Huey starts to reach like um, puberty, that he'll need a male to like.
1: Um, to guide probably him? not because at this stage, um, where how Josh and I are working is um. Uh, he's two weeks on one week off so he spends a whole week with Huey every three weeks. So yep, yep. I feel and Huey's at the age now where I can tell he tells me about um like yeah how much fun he has and, and all that sort of stuff. And Josh and I've got a really good uh understanding of where Huey's at in his life and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um what we're teaching him and all that sort of stuff. So I think he has enough of a male influence. Yep. And I think by then he will have a full Male, I'm fine at the moment, but I think Huey will have a a male influence. I'm not like that's it, I'm still Where single. That's I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think he will have plenty of um male um people in his life to mm-hmm. yeah
0: guide him away. Yeah, absolutely. That was that was a nice little can of worms, you <laughs> there, wasn't it? Jesus Christ! <laughs> all right, all right. Um, do you have anything you want to ask
1: me? Um, it was what. Well, is unpopular your opinion. unpopular opinion okay? Well, first, and I feel like you should ask people this as well.
0: I think it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, I got two. I actually got three. So, first one.
1: <laughs> I got one. I got two. I got three.
0: The final season of Game of Thrones was the best season. <laughs>
1: I haven't watched it. Okay. Sorry, we can't chat about it. Everyone's
0: that. just going to be like, you're a dickhead. That was, why, just my, that okay. was my smart-ass and one.
1: And why, why is it smart-ass quick? Give me the rundown. Um,
0: rundown, it fucking sucked. I okay. just wanted to say it. Oh, okay. It was dreadful. It was okay. shit. Um,
1: Wait, but did everyone else think it was good? Every,
0: no, everyone thought it was dreadful. Oh. It, it was like, I don't know if it was six or eight episodes, but it was like, we're on a boat and then we're on the other side of the world in like 30 minutes. Like, it was just, okay, it was yeah. fast forward. It was tra- okay. it was trash. Yeah. Um right. I still don't think Beyoncé is good. I don't understand why she gets all I'm like Beyoncé sucks, man. Find someone else better to get inspiration from. Sorry.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> old oh, to me don't get my inspiration from. Beyonce.
0: Although although she does share the same birthday with me, so that's kind of cool. Oh. Um and the last one actually is um sort of you sort of kind of touched on it before, but I don't believe there's a wage gap. Um only due to the fact the, the, the main the main thing I I guess project to people is if females were paid uh, 15 to 20% less than a male, why just doesn't everyone hire females?
1: Are you saying that you don't think it's out there? I don't, I don't actually know if it is or not. I don't so. think
0: it's real in Australia, no. And, like, I mean, I'm sure you could say what you pay me com- well, and Kev compared to the rest, it'd be the same. It's the
1: same, yeah.
0: Teachers, it's the same. Yeah. I just, when it comes to finding the, um, when they say, oh, an average male or an average female, the thing, if you go to the stats, I'm a very big stat kind yeah. of guy. Um the males are in the higher roles, like the, the C suites, so your CEO, your C F O um all that sort of stuff. And a lot of males are up in the mines. I
1: was um, about to say labour intensive stuff.
0: And so it's that it's hard physical work. So obviously they're gonna get more money. So when you um find the average of what a male earns compared to your females, like saying if they're Cleaners, um, you know those those not extremely high-paying jobs. Obviously, the average wage is going to be different because there's those massive differences in all those miners and the CEOs and CFOs. So, um, when people bring up that that the wage gap is is real, um, I just say like honestly, go look at the stats. It's not real. Like I yeah, don't think it's legal anyway.
1: I don't. I couldn't comment. Like, and I agree with you. And I couldn't comment on it because it's not something that I deal with in our profession or yeah. anything, or have ever dealt with myself. Yeah. So, um,
0: all right, got two questions to go. Okay. What's the best tip you know?
1: Um, I think I said it right at the beginning. Um, is Take the risk or lose the
0: chance.
1: Yeah. I say it to myself a lot and I I don't have lots of risk to take, but like, if I'm ever going to make a decision, I think if you, if, yeah, if you don't take the risk and you could potentially lose a chance to do something, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, that's probably a big one. I know it's not going to come along for a lot of people, but, um, otherwise it would be to just stay in your own lane. Yeah. If you, I think I said this before as well, if you're spending time concentrating, dwelling, worrying, wondering what other people are thinking, you're going to waste so much of your own time and energy on something that, what if you could, like rumours for example, oh, I've dealt fuck. with a few of those, Um, just dumb, dumb shit it is fucking over dumb. the last 12 months. And I got to a point where I was like, you know what? If if that person was to know that this isn't true, how's that going to change my life or their life? Yeah. It's not going to. No. So I'm just going to continue on my way, know that what I do um, in my everyday life, I'm a great mum, I love my job, I have a great job, I run great gyms. If I'm confident in what I do, then why why I have to be worried about what anyone else says?
0: I think that, especially from you though, you've got, you've built that character and that resilience, that yes. words are just fucking words, aren't they?
1: They really are. I don't have a lot of, um, I know that that's not like that for everybody. Yeah. Though. Yeah.
0: Last question. If you could say there's someone listening right now and there's one thing that you want them to take from this episode, what would it be?
1: Something that I've really learned um, along the way is often people ask you like about your gut feeling. So, um, I don't, I've read some stuff about scientific saying like your guts, like your brain. So it's like, I've got this like weird connection thing mm-hmm. sort of thing, but I genuinely believe that it comes back to your life experiences. So yep. if you, if you aren't out there getting beaten down, if you aren't out there trying new things, if you aren't. Out there, having a crack, you actually can't make informed decisions, and yep. it's what builds your character it's what builds your resilience and like I said to you before, like if you're build you can build your character and you you trust everything that you do, no matter what anyone says or does, will be able to rock your boat basically,
0: yeah. yeah, I think that comes back to almost growth isn't made like sorry to grow, you have to get uncomfortable like if you're 100%. happy. Just you know, in those nice still waters. I mean, kudos to you. It's gonna be very easy. But if you want shit to change, it's gonna hurt. Things are gonna happen. Like you're gonna get names called at you. You say you're gonna do this, Mm -hmm. and it's reacting to that. And whether if you want to invest your energy into that stuff that's being said, compared to investing yourself, investing the energy back into yourself, saying, I've got this grit. I've got this determination. I don't. I don't need all that stuff that's being projected. I've got my bubble and I'm going to keep going. I'm just
1: going to do me. Yeah. Yeah. I think as well, lastly, you, something else I've really learned is that like, you're literally just dealing with different devils on different levels. Mm. So, I remember thinking like, oh, I'll be stoked when I get to this member numbers, or I'll be stoked when I own another f forty five and this and yeah, I am. But it's never for me. It's never good enough. It it is good enough, but as in, you just start dealing with new stuff and bigger yeah. problems and bigger, bigger things to work on. So be prepared that it it is. It's a big journey. It's not. Oh, I'll get to here and then then this will it'll happen. It's not smooth sailing. It, yeah. No, it's not smooth sailing, and that's great. It'll mm. it'll take you places, and then you you before you know it you'll be somewhere else and you'll be like oh what's next
0: yeah I've got to ask just before we finish Mm. have you noticed especially within your business and your personal life you may have set a goal like you said you said your member numbers have you realised that when you get to that you're just like oh now what
1: 100% I thought um, when we reach X amount of member numbers I would have been like this is absolutely something else and now we're pushing and I think we can be 100 more members than Mm. what that goal was and I, that's normal. Whereas before, I thought that that would have been impossible.
0: Yeah. So do you, do you now look back at that and saying, although the goal is great, really how we got to that goal is where I learn and grow and develop?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think as well, you just you assume. So I assumed that um, this is where I should have been and this is what I thought was the end goal. Mm. And it's not. You just keep shifting those goalposts and shifting the goalposts. And that's how you just continue to grow and move forward.
0: There's some definite gems in there, Lisa. You've you've been an absolute superstar.
1: Pleasure. Thank you.
0: Um, So if you're listening and you've picked something up, um, take a screenshot of it and post it on um, your socials. I'd really like to see if we can get some some stuff on the socials now. Um, Also, if you are interested in having a chat with me, I'm more than happy to literally chat to anyone. So just shoot through a DM and uh, I'll uh, get in contact with you. But other than that, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye, guys.